are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, April 27th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Yesterday morning, to start my day, you know, I thought it was just going to be like any normal Monday, boring as all can be, but then, bam, I woke up with a push notification detailed with a little bit of bittersweet news as Chicago Blackhawks two-time Stanley Cup champion Andrew Shaw officially announced his retirement from professional hockey after numerous doctors recommended that he do so with all the concussions that he's dealt with in the last couple of seasons. A tough situation here, um, but I'm happy for Shaw Z, you know, because he, he's had such a successful career and really doesn't have anything left to prove at the NHL level, and now making the smart call for his future and for his family, and that, of course, makes me happy. He's getting out of the game, you know, before anything becomes too severe. It just wasn't worth the risk for Shaw anymore, so... The fact that he's able to come to terms with this decision, it it makes me smile, but man, such a sad way still for his career to come to an end. Just um, kind of an unfortunate downhill spiral for Shazi in his second stint with the Blackhawks ever since uh, he got reacquired from the Montreal Canadiens. Last season, he suffered a concussion that cost him the majority of the campaign, and then this year, he battled back so hard to get healthy and return to the ice with the boys. He makes his comeback, and then shortly into his return, catches an errant elbow up high along the boards and gets diagnosed with yet another concussion. And when that happened, I spoke on the podcast how this was very likely going to be it for Andrew Shaw in the NHL. So the amount, the announcement this morning, it, it didn't come as a surprise, at least for me, but still <laughs> certainly hitting me right in the feels regardless. Shaw was such a vital part of two Stanley Cups for the Blackhawks in 2013 and 2015. The mutt, he was always bringing the intensity and the energy for every game. He was a constant thorn in the side for all of his all of his opponents. Occasionally was guilty of taking uh, one or two horrible penalties, but that, that was just Shawzy. He, he was never going to change the way he played from his very first game in the NHL where he scored, you know, uh, his first NHL goal to his very last with the Blackhawks where he he was still as fiery and as aggressive as ever. Uh, It was a tremendous ride for for Andrew Shaw, and there there were plenty of moments along the way that are going to stick with me forever from, uh, as I just talked about, 
that that beautiful first NHL goal in his first game against the Philadelphia Flyers, that, that forehand, backhand, top shelf, beautiful maneuver uh, to the headbutt goal in overtime against the Anaheim Ducks in the Western Conference Final. The double deflection off his shin pads in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup against the Boston Bruins. The OT game winner. The list goes on and on. Um, I wish things got to end on better terms, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. Truly an honor, though, uh, and a ton of fun to watch Shaw compete throughout these years in Chicago. Um, just the definition of a warrior. Guy was willing to do whatever it took to get the job done. Block shots. Get physical, as I said, maybe uh, take that bad penalty just to try to uh, get the boys a little riled up. He was willing to drop the gloves when he was younger. Uh, didn't want to risk that later on in his career with all, all the concussion problems he dealt with, which is wise, completely understand that. He spoke about how uh, his wife didn't really like to see him get in fights anymore, and that's kind of how he knew it was probably time to hang up the skates. But so many good memories from Shawzi, as I said, the, the headbutt goal, the double deflection off his shin pads, Boland redirected it first. Um, the, just the picture of Andrew Shaw hoisting the Stanley Cup in 2013 when he had that cut underneath his eye uh, that just kept leading throughout the remainder of the game. I remember he, he caught that shot. I, I wasn't sure. It might have been David Krejci or it was someone on the Bruins from the blue line. The puck just redirected off Shaw's stick and went absolutely firing right up under his eye and he dropped like a sack of potatoes uh, sorry to laugh about that but I like the dude dropped flat down on the ice it was a horrible moment I can't believe he was even able to finish that game in 2021 there's no way he's allowed to come back on the ice those were just different times but that shows you the warrior mentality that Shaw always had with him along the way man it, it was such an honor to watch him play a, a tremendous career from start to finish. And, uh, you know, even though it probably wasn't how he wanted to go out, you know, it's still the safe call. And I'm glad he got to do it a little bit ahead of things. Um, not, not, I'm sure it hasn't been the easiest of roads the last couple of years with at least three or four concussions that he's dealt with. Um, but, it seems like he was in good spirits, you know, and was able to come to grips with that decision. So that makes me happy. He was taking some jabs at guys, you know, classic Shawzi, uh, smiling in his presser. Uh, I also wanted to be sure to mention that he's kind of in a similar situation as Brent Seabrook, where the Blackhawks, they do still have to pay him the rest of his contract, but his cap hit will remain on long-term injured reserve. No penalty for the Hawks, a.k.a. So no trouble financially because of this move, which which is also good to hear. And I also wanted to be sure to mention that in Shawzi's final press conference, where he was uh, ha having some, some heart-filled moments, he also kind of passed the torch on down to Brandon Hagel for the mutt roll, saying that Hagel's got a little bit of that in him, plus some extra skill. So no pressure or anything, Hagel, but... Uh, some pretty big shoes to fill there. Hopefully, he'll be able to keep it up and become that, you know, Energizer Bunny-esque player that Shawzi was for us for so many years. One more time, congratulations and thank you for everything, Shawzi. On behalf of all of us Blackhawks fans, it was an honor to watch you play, and we wish you nothing but the best in the next stages of your life. 
Alright, there are my thoughts on Blackhawks, two-time Stanley Cup champion Andrew Shaw hanging up the skates on Monday. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to give a preview of the Hawks' final matchup of the season tonight with the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com, as I said, they're always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. I also need to talk to you all about 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings, sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a unique, beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and is also fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Lockdown Podcast Network is covering the NFL draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Lockdown NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And be sure to stay tuned for more info about our live NFL draft coverage. All right, I just finished sharing some thoughts on Andrew Shaw officially retiring from professional hockey. Moving on now, per usual, with the Blackhawks slated to play tonight. I wanted to be sure to give a preview of the contest against the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. So, starting with the Blackhawks lineup in net, kind of the million dollar question here tonight. It's still early in the morning here, obviously, it's about 6.30 right now, 
Uh, is it going to be Malcolm Subban for the third consecutive game, or is it going to be Kevin Lankinen back in that after getting a couple of nights off in a row against the Nashville Predators? Personally, I think that Lankinen will get the start tonight just to kind of keep the rotation fresh after Subban has started each of the last two games. And in that game on Friday against the Preds, Three softies led in by Malcolm, so I do think it's the right time to go back to Lankinen. But I also wanted to be sure to bring up that Colin Delia, I believe, should 100% get at least one or two starts in the Blackhawks' final eight games of the season. We know that Lankinen at this point is very much looking like he'll be the guy in goal for the Hawks to start next season, but I've talked about it a lot on the show this year, how I think it's very important to keep all options open for that backup role, and we shouldn't just limit it down to Lankinen and that going forward. Subban, he's been good from time to time this year, but he's also had his share of hiccups along the way as well. So I think with the position the Hawks are in, by the way, both Nashville and Dallas won again last night. So now the Blackhawks are five points back of the Stars and seven back of the Preds. Their playoff dreams are officially over. So I think the Hawks, they should treat these final eight games as sort of an open tryout for some of the youngsters and see what they have in the bag at this point. Calendelia hasn't started since game three of the regular season, I believe. So I would definitely like to see him get another look here down the stretch, but I don't think it's going to come tonight. I expect Kevin Lankinen to make his first start in net for the Blackhawks in a week. As for the rest of the lineup, could be an interesting mix if Jeremy Colleton wants to go that route and, as I said, give some of the youngsters an opportunity. Not sure if that's going to happen just yet, though, but we do know that there will be at least a couple of changes to the lineup because, A, Ryan Carpenter was placed in concussion protocol yesterday, and B, Jeremy Colleton said that Calvin DeHaan is still dealing with a hip injury and isn't expected to play for the Blackhawks in the next couple of games. So for Carpenter, who by the way, he took a really bad hit from Predators defenseman Erica Branson in that game on Friday night, I tweeted that out for, uh, for those of you that follow me. If you haven't seen that yet, definitely go check it out. It was not a good hit from Good Branson, who is an absolute goon in that series. Guy's definitely on my shit list now after how reckless he was out there on the ice. Um, but sounds like Carpy is going to miss some time now, unfortunately, dealing with a concussion or concussion-like symptoms. And I think Colleton is going to put Adam Gaudette back in the lineup tonight, likely down on that fourth line with Brett Connolly and David Camp in place of Carpenter. Gaudette's been scratched ever since game one of that series against Nashville where he, he looked pretty good, honestly. He had a primary assist, only played seven minutes and 39 seconds of ice time. So now seems like a, a fair time for Gaudette to draw back in there and kind of show this organization what he has to offer in the final eight games of the year before becoming a restricted free agent. And then I also expect the Blackhawks to go back with a normal 12 forwards and 6 defensemen look after going with 11 forwards and 7D in each of their last two contests. And in both of those, Dylan Strom was the odd man out for the forward group. He was a healthy scratch in back-to-back games, but I do think he'll be back in the lineup tonight for the Blackhawks, likely once again on that third line with Dominic Kubelik and Philip Kurashev, where he was before being a healthy scratch. 
In the top six, I expect the top line to remain Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Doc, and Vinny Henestroza. That trio, I think, has been the best line for the Blackhawks recently, and a huge part of that has been due to the incredible play by Vincent Henestroza. He has goals in back-to-back games now in eight points in nine games since coming over from the Florida Panthers. He's been flying around on the ice, causing all sorts of havoc and... That's been leading to a lot of scoring opportunities for that line, so I fully expect them to stay together once again tonight. And then the second line, I think, will be Brandon Hagel, Pia Suter, and Patrick Kane. They've been playing together for some time now. Hagel had a three-point game in his return on Wednesday night, and Suter had a three-game point streak snapped on Friday, and you know what Showtime always brings to the table, so... Uh, In my opinion, no reason to switch up anything in that top six for the Chicago Blackhawks at the moment. On defense, with Calvin DeHaan out, that means probably Connor Murphy, Duncan Keith, Riley Stillman, Adam Boquist, and Wyatt Kalanuck. All those guys seem to be lineup locks tonight against Tampa Bay. And then for the sixth and final spot on defense, it'll either be Nicholas Bodan or Ian Mitchell. Feels like Bodan probably has the leg up right now over Mitchell. Colleton really hasn't used him at all in the last month or so. And Bodan did get in there on Friday night for that big-time game. So kind of feel like he'll be in there for the second straight tonight against the Bolts. But I also wouldn't be too surprised if Mitchell jumps back in there on defense either. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That takes care of my projected lineup for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to talk about the recent news that's leaked about the Chicago Blackhawks fans possibly returning to the United Center before the season's end. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back, the NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons, and for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. 
Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished sharing my projected lineup for the Blackhawks tonight against the Lightning. Now, before I wrap things up on the show here today, I wanted to be sure to mention that we finally could see fans return to the United Center in the final few home games of the 2021 regular season. At the moment, the Hawks are the only NHL team, the only one out of 31 franchises that doesn't have some sort of fan base in attendance for their home games. Not going to get into the politics of it all, but it seems like the fans could finally be returning to the UC before things are all said and done for the campaign. We've heard Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot herself say that things are finally progressing enough where the UC could be open before the year's end. And now we've also seen Ticketmaster possibly foreshadow that some fans could be in attendance for the upcoming series against the Florida Panthers and Dallas Stars. They've shown a on their website that check back for a later date there could be some tickets available potentially out of the eight games remaining in the season five of them are at the UC of course though one of those are tonight against Tampa Bay and there will not be any fans there for that one but the series that begins on Thursday against Florida I do think there's a chance that the UC could be like 25 or 30 Thirty percent filled. I honestly don't even know if it's worth it at this point. You know, with uh, the Hawks not going to make the postseason and there only being a few games left. But if they want to do, you know, like a little bit of a trial run to see how things would operate before next year, because no idea at all what the plans are going to be for that. Um, if they want to do that, then you know, I'm not going to argue. I think it would be. Great to see the United Center back and roaring once again, even if it is just a little bit. Uh, It really sucked that in the crucial games down the stretch that were at home, the crowd couldn't be a factor for the Blackhawks at all. I definitely think that did this team a bit of a disservice, Um, but it is what it is. Things are finally starting to look up, though, and there seems to be a pretty decent chance that a limited capacity of fans will be in attendance at the Madhouse on Madison before season's end. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, April 27th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is getting down to their final games, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, 
Go Hawks! Let's go and pick up a nice victory in the final meeting of the season with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.